Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Walking Dead, you know, Walker's out there, fans. Uh, Scott Wilson is in this. 
he plays uh, Dr. Temple. He's like the, uh, I guess you would say the uh, the head director of like the like the psychiatric ward for the criminally insane. Great character, great um, um, scenes that he has and everything. One of my personal favorites as well. Also, a special guest. Um, if you've seen the movie, um, I guess in this type of genre. Um, uh, let's see. We'll, oh, Excalibur. That had Liam Neeson in it and all them. Uh, Nicole Williams is, uh, Williamson is in it. He's the one who played Merlin. Uh, he plays Father Morning, another priest who knew Max von Sydow's character from the previous Exorcist movies who did it, performed an Exorcist. Uh, he comes down here you know, in this movie to help out as well. And then, of course, one of our, both of our personal favorites and one of my favorite actors and mentors of all time, probably give him an Academy Award winner for this movie, for this movie alone yeah. for his character as the Gemini Killer, Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf, you are probably one of the best actors I have ever seen in my life. You are not a – like, his craft is so – it's just special. It's just so – on his own, I mean, he puts he's, everything into it. He puts everything into it, and he doesn't—he has no boundaries, and that's what acting's supposed to be—no boundaries. And him as a the Gemini killer, mm-hmm. and when he has his uh, one uh, one-on-one scenes with uh, Lieutenant Kinderman, mm-hmm. probably some of the best. And then, of course, there is a kind of like an Easter egg from Part One. You know, he's in this one too, in this character. Um, he's known as Patient X, but when you see him. You know, that's um, Jason Miller, and this was one of his last movies that he did before he passed away. Um, but he plays um, Father Karras, and apparently Father Karras is back. He's like, how does that happen? You know, I thought he died in part one. Well, there's more to the story. We'll get into that. Um, mm-hmm. Sweetie, talk to me. Um, what did you think when you first saw this? Oh, I can talk now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really, really liked this movie. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of religious very Catholic uh, themes to it that almost made me not quite uncomfortable, but it's not it's not what I'm used to. You know, I didn't I didn't grow up. She wasn't raised Catholic. Yeah, like I, was. I wasn't I wasn't raised Catholic. Yeah. I wasn't even raised like Christian. I was raised to you know just believe whatever I want to believe. Yeah. In. Basically, just don't mm-hmm. be an asshole. And mm-hmm. I think my parents did a pretty pretty good job of that. So anyway. <clears throat> Aside from all the really, really religious themes, this is a pretty good movie. Really eerie, really. Very. This is not one of those type of movies where. Um, based on the novel Legion. Well, that's right, yep. Based on the novel Legion by William Peter Blady, who also directed uh, this one. Directed this movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. He uses the same actors off and on in his other movies. Uh, if you have a chance, also uh, see his other one based on uh, uh, on Vietnam, because uh, he was also a Vietnam veteran, I believe. Um, it was called um, – it had Stacey Keach in it, and it also had Scott Wilson in it as well, uh, The Ninth Configuration. And once again, it's about, um, you know, how can God exist, how can love, how can happiness exist, and all this hatred and all this killing and wars going on and famine during the Vietnam conflict. Yeah. It's a really good movie, and it's kind of like a um. Think uh, we should talk about it at some point. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. But anyway, back to the movie here. Because we're actually about like six minutes into this, and we have not spoken about it at all. Okay. Well, when it first <laughs> starts out, there is a um. It it starts out with the detective. I forget his name. Kinderman. Kinderman. Thank you. Uh, just like walking around, and 
Street, and then he goes across the um, stairway that Father Dominic, or Damien, sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the Oh, Father Damien Karras. Who the fuck yeah. is Dominic? That's another priest in another movie, probably. Oh, okay. Well, you're right, yeah, Father Damien Karras. So he, he, like, you know, has his flashbacks of that night, and it goes on to Father... Delaney? What? That one right there? Yeah, that yeah one. Father Delaney. Uh-huh. Delaney, okay. And, uh, and Basically, he... just reminiscing about everything that's happened, um, somebody had a crazy dream where those uh, little boys wearing a police, like, boys' club shirt, like, mm-hmm. part of the police boys' club, and a single red rose. Yep. And and there's, it's, it's like some sort of crazy dream indicating well, that something bad's going to happen to this boy, basically. And something does happen to him. Later mm-hmm. on, there's helicopters, search coppers, police officers. So I'm assuming they found his body. But not all of it. And, but not all of it. Yeah. You're right. So then, hmm, this was just, it's a it really a good. There's a lot of dialogue. It's a really good film. It's one of those type of movies. Uh, well, the character eggs, the the characters, they feed off each other on one-liners. I mean, it's like watching an episode of NCIS and, or maybe Buffy the uh, Vampire Slayer. What I mean by that is like, once somebody will say, "Oh, did you get that? Yeah, I did. Thanks. By the way, by the way, how's the wife? Oh, she's doing great. Thanks for telling me about it. You know, stuff like that. You know, just and they make fun of each other, kind of a family unit. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is that this is the anniversary. That's why everyone's having weird flashbacks and stuff. It's 15 years ago to the day where Father Karras fell out of the window to save Reagan's soul so he could be possessed, too. And then they're both just flashbacking it. I love this scene where... Uh, oh, Luke and the Kinderman? Yeah, where he's talking to these two guys. Oh, my gosh. I got to pause this and okay. let you guys hear this because he's talking about... Um, I don't know, something about how... Yeah, George C. Scott, his character, you know, like he is in every movie, no bullshit, don't start shit with me, I'm I'm the alpha, you know, like he's everyone's mean grandpa, but he loves you, no matter what, hardworking, you know. So he ends up asking a question on his, like, survey or something, I went back too far, I'm sorry. No, it's okay, I'll just tell him to set up this, I'll tell him I'll set up the scene here. He's accusing one of his police officers of being a racist, because it was a young black boy who died. Okay, so we'll just listen to a little bit of the scene. Mm-hmm. I think you know why I love the dialogue so much. one-liners, and then, hey, let's go to a bar, boob shot, you know, boobies. boobies. 
but no, unnecessary. No, no boobies in oh, yeah, that's another thing. This is the first episode where we got to say no boobies. There's no titties. No titties. A lot of damnation, but no titties. No titties. Well, the next scene, after he chews them out and puts them in his place, mm-hmm. um, he, 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 he goes home. His wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. his wife and his mother-in-law. Oh, God, that mother-in-law. Oh, the mother-in-law of all mother-in-laws. She's Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's well, like... Kinderman, yeah. So funny. It's just that he doesn't believe in the faith. He doesn't believe in all that stuff because after what he sees as a homicide detective, how could there be no God? How you know, how could there be a God? How could there, how could there yeah. be a God? If there's, yeah, because he knew the... um. The, the the victim, the young boy, you know, he knew. Yeah, um, because he, knew he was um, in the police force club. He was, so he, he was he part of his group, yeah, mm-hmm. like personally. So that's another reason why he's kind of really angry and he's on the edge. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, after that, um, he says that um, this is one of those uh, times where I'm going to go see uh, my friend. He goes, oh, the priest? Oh, and they're like, yeah, yeah, Father Delaney, he gets kind of bummed out around this time of year. Yeah, but then in the scene earlier, Father Delaney was mentioning how he hangs out um, around this time of year with Lieutenant Kinderman to cheer him up. So basically, they're just each other's support system. Yeah. And they don't know that they're each other's support system. They think that they're helping the other guy. Yeah. It's, you know, macho machismo type thing. It's like, no, I'm here for him. And then the other one's, no, I'm here for him. They're just best friends ever since the incident with the exorcist uh, that happened, uh, Bragan. Mm-hmm. From part one, they they're each other's support, and it's funny how, like I said, they're best friends. And of course, uh, he's a priest, Father Delaney. You know, believes in God, believes in humanity, faith, and you know, hope and stuff. And him, he's all like, "No, that doesn't exist. There is no such thing as good people. There's only good. There's only such thing as people who want to survive and you know, right and wrong." Yeah. And I like the duality of those two characters together. They're, they're traditionally kind of like um. Let's go in old school here. Neil Simon's um, odd couple. You got the clean one, and then you've got the dirty one. You know, you got the liberal, you got the conservative, but they're best buds. Yeah. So. Oh, right. now now he's telling him about he can't go home. Not right now. Can't go home. Not right now. Yeah. She she's got a carp. A carp in the in the bathtub. Yep. Because in in Jewish um, tradition they. In the, yeah. the bathtub, in the bathtub to like purify it. They put it in the water to purify it to get all the, you know, yeah. So the, yeah, the purge it pretty much and everything of all of all the sickness and diseases or whatever that it has on it, and then you know, traditionally just water it down, and then I get uh, they'll kosher it, you know, and, and serve it, and it'll be a great meal. I've had carp before like that. It's delicious. It's mm-hmm. amazing. A slice of lemon and some mashed potatoes. Mm. Man, I can go for that right now. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe later. Um. Well, anyway, uh, they, they just got out of the movie theater because it's at that time of year where they all they see the same movie every year. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. That's their favorite movie. I've seen it thirty-four times. Thirty-four times. And now they're going out to the, um, here in the next scene at Director Traditional Pub, a place that I would like. I pretty much was raised. Had a great time. You know, it's got the wall panels. It's got the masonry brickwork everywhere. Mm-hmm. You got you see the little mason ma- uh, masonry symbol or like established or whatever. I mean, my, like I said, my dad is from that area, so this yeah. is what we would go to all the time when we see stuff like this. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're having their coffee, breakfast, and uh, pretty much what I was saying earlier, they're talking about religion, how can there be a God, and then, of course, Father uh, Delaney's like saying, well, you know, he has a plan. 
It's it's all, it's all part of the plan. It's you know, it it, it sounds and, he, and he's not your and this priest is not your typical holy than thou type priest. He's like, I know it I know it sucks. He actually seems pretty chill. He seems pretty chill. Like you can have a good conversation with him. I mean, he's having a cigarette right now and he's drinking a beer, he like any good Catholic would. He smokes. He smokes so much. Yeah. <laughs> But um, he tells him pretty much, he's like, yeah, I know, it sounds all effed up and everything, but we have a purpose, and God's going to be there for all of us, you know, for you, for me, you know, for the victims, the survivors, don't worry about it, you know, you, you worry about things too much, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then he tells him about, well, you know, about the boy. Um, they, they, it seems like this has got a little bit of a slow start. It always does, it's it does. No, but these are the type of movies where they did. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, these are the type of movies where they um uh, develop character uh, characters. Yeah. You really want to care for these people. Yeah. In today's horror films, it's like they don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Like, hey, here's this blonde bitch. Hey, here's this brunette bitch. Uh, guess which one's gonna die? Guess which one's gonna die? The one who has sex first. I'm like, oh, there's also a stoner over here in this corner. He's gonna die also. And there's this big jock that's wearing a Leatherman jacket, so he's gonna die too. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and it's always the same. It's the same formula over and over. Matching underwear on Friday the 13th. Huh? Do not wear matching underwear on Friday the 13th. I don't wear underwear at all. Ooh, fuck up, Seth. <laughs> anyway, um, it's too hot down here. Swamp ass. Sorry, too much. <laughs> anyway, it was going back to it. He tells him in detail about the boy and how he was killed. He was murdered. Yeah. He was murdered. His head was cut off. They replaced it with the body, uh, with the head of Christ on his, you know, on his decapitated head, and they black faced it. Ooh, the head of Christ that was uh, that, that goes missing. That goes, that was missing. Yeah. In the hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh, neat. And they um, put him on, and then they hung him on a, on two oars and crucified him. Okay. So they, yeah, so it's like, what a way, man. That's just messed up. And so, then we see a woman, an old, 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 old lady mm-hmm. wearing like all black, being accompanied by her. I mean, it, she is hysterical. I mean, I would be if I found a fucking like 
decapitated body in a confession booth. No kidding. God, I'd be I'd be exactly. messed up. And of all places, the one place is supposed to be holy ground, concentrated ground. You can't do any evil whatsoever. Right. One of the guys who works for the for the big man upstairs who gets his head cut off. Yeah. She's, so then Lieutenant checks out. Like you, you're you're kind of wondering, you know, what what he's looking for. What's he looking for on this body? Yeah. And he he gets what he's looking for. He. Um, you notice some familiarities yeah. that's going on in these similarities. similarities thank yeah. you. That's going on in these killings. Yeah, and he is connecting things to the Gemini killer from 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the Gemini killer is dead. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is with this. Okay, now this goes on to its own story. Yeah. He notices the body and everything, and he notices. Okay. Somebody really knows what they're doing, or it can't be him. It He's dead. Be him. him. So two things you're thinking: is it a copycat killer, or is it really him? But it can't be him. He saw him being executed. Yeah. That's why, in the book, it pretty much tells you, or you pretty much put your synopsis. Well, if Lieutenant Kinderman in Part One, how come he showed up at the last possible possible he is second? He's obviously distressed about what he like noticed on this yeah. on this priest. He's, yeah. Like he's thinking, there's no way it could be a copycat killer because of the things that we released to the public. It was lies. Later on in the movie, you find out that what they released to the public was that the Gemini killer would cut off the ring finger of the left hand mm-hmm. and on the back shoulder, like on the back of the right shoulder, he would put the mark of the zodiac, the Gemini, the, Gemini. the twins. Mm-hmm. And that's what they released to the public. The truth is, he would take the index finger of the left hand and then put the Find symbol the on the mm-hmm. right palm. Yeah. So what he's noticing is that these corpses are missing the left index finger and have the Gemini on the right palm. He is freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. He's like, this cannot. This cannot be happening right now. Yeah, this is crazy. This is this is. So when we first saw this, I mean, my wife when she, when my wife first saw this, she thought, okay, it's got to be somebody from the force. It's got to be somebody in his group. No, I I thought something else. Oh, okay. I thought you said the guy with the glasses. The coroner. The coroner. Yeah, yeah. uh, The crazy coroner. Or the medical examiner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he was very in his own his own world. You know, he looked like him, but of course. Red herring, wasn't him. Dude, morticians and coroners are like their <laughs> own fucking breed. They're, yeah. They're great. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes more like some Malbec. Pretty much. But, um, mm-hmm. of course, now um, the thing is, the Gemini killer was killed 15 years ago. He was killed on the same, he was executed on the same night that the exorcism happened. Mm-hmm. So that's why Lieutenant Kinderman, I think when he was witnessing his execution, and then he showed up. You know, at the last, after the fact of The Exorcist, yeah. at the very end of the movie, when you see in part one. Yeah. So that's pretty much, so, and it's just like, there's no way. So mm-hmm. what's going on here? Oh, now um, we're back to the scene where. The uh, Father Kerrigan? Hmm? Kerrigan? I don't, I can't, oh, I'm sorry. I Father Delaney. Delaney. Okay, I, I cannot get these names for some reason. In this movie, the names are just not sticking with me. He's in the hospital for some reason. Yeah, probably the best friend. He's, he's, he's not feeling right. Yeah. Red rose right there. And there's so a red rose right there. There's like a red rose in every scene where someone dies. That's right. I, I noticed. 
noticed that. It's the sacrifice. It's the morning. It's the goodbye is what it is pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so the father is talking to uh, Lieutenant and saying how, oh, no, it's nothing. It's probably something my brother had. My, my brother was fine. Your brother died at 30. Yeah, but that was Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, That's but what that he and you guys, I think it's a coincidence. <laughs> Everything's fine. Kinderman is very angry and upset, but he's caring at the same time. We're talking like maybe like Clint Eastwood's like Gran Torino. Like if they would have made that, he would have been Clint Eastwood's character yeah. in Gran Torino. So anyway, he's, he's like scolding everybody. He's scolding the, his friend in, mm-hmm. in the hospital and a nurse comes up and says, look everything all right in here and they're like, it's fine. He's fine. It's fine. Just yells at him. Yeah, but it, you know, it addresses her. The thing is, I think it's Lieutenant Kinderman, this is his own, his only friend. Oh yeah, the nurse. It was, you told me she was based um, and, yes, not, not she was based, but the, the nurse yes. was based off of the, 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 the nurse thought everybody remembers from Silent Hill. You know, she wore the red corduroy. You know, well, um, the red jacket. The red jacket, yeah. Cardigan. 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 Cardigan, thank you. What happened was her character was based off of this uh, one of the um, nurses here in Exorcist 3. And she's a pretty cool nurse. She's, she's all right. It's she's really cool because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, my God, it looks like her. And I looked at it, I was like, that's who they based it off of. But the thing is, Mm-hmm. Lieutenant Kinderman, the reason why he's angry and he's upset and he's pissed off is probably Delaney. It's because I can pretty much just like, you didn't tell me you were sick. You're my only friend. I, I he, He's the type of guy where he he would go home every day and go to work and just go home and go to work. That's it. And be with his family. Mm-hmm. Which is not bad, but he has no social outlet. He has no best friends, no brothers, stuff and like that. In the head of Jesus' method. That's right. Oh, God. So... That's what happens, and he just get angry. And I mean, we could all say that. I mean, it's your only best friend left, and that's all you got. So, but then he goes, yeah, yeah. Then he goes back, and now they're finding out more about the um the murders that happened in the confessional in the confessional booth. Mm -hmm. The weird thing is this. I mean, yes, they say, how did he slide the door back? Well, it's easy. You know, you put your hand over the confessional room after the um. Mm-hmm. The screen has been split, and you push it with your hands, and then you get your hand away again, and then you use your fingertips to push it back in, mm-hmm. which, of course, you know, everybody makes sense. But the thing that doesn't make sense is they say, well, we found the print. Like, it's the print that that um, leads to the murder, right, mm-hmm. from the first one, you know, which was the young boy, because they think it's the same person. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? It's not? And all the, his other partners are looking at him going, nope. And he's like, there's two of them. So apparently, there's two of them. Mm-hmm. There's two murderers who are doing the exact same murder as the Gemini killer. Yeah. The right way the Gemini killer did it. Not the way that the newspapers and all of them released to the, uh, so to the public. A cult? So is it the cult? Yeah. Very, like, Speaking okay. Of cults, American History was fucking good last week. <laughs> so now, Lieutenant Kingdom is like, what the hell is going on? You know, there's more to it. So we're all. So when I first saw this, I was like, "It's got to be the cops. It's got to be." Because I, I thought this would be more seven. Because mm-hmm. this turns out the first the first half of this movie, it's your traditional seven Law and Order, you know, type of mass murder. You know, okay. The last half of this movie is a paranormal clusterfuck. In the last hour it turns into The Exorcist. But that's what's so awesome. It builds it up to it. So you think it's this, but it's not. It's actually this. And it makes sense. 
and it fits together. You know, I'll tell you what I thought later because I can't say what I thought because what I thought was right, and you were really, really impressed with me. I was. Whenever, whenever I, was. I said, hey, it's this, isn't it? You looked at me. I looked at her, and I was job, like, honey. you're so, so good. Like that so, SpongeBob smile when he when they finally well what's when they finally realizes he likes it he's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah Squidward finds out he likes Krabby Patties mm-hmm. you like Krabby Patties don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, now okay, so this is a crazy oh, dream yeah. we hear um uh, I don't know I don't know the song it's a classical song though and uh Lieutenant fucking I don't remember Lieutenant Kinder Kinder was something. Kenderman is having a weird dream, like, you know. Weird, crazy dream. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees the little boy that was murdered, and you kind of notice, you know, he, his head was decapitated, so mm-hmm. he's got a line on his neck. He's got stitches on his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, then the father, Father, um, father uh, Delaney's no, in it. Delaney is in this dream, too, but he also has the, the, the thread. Stitch, the thread his neck, stitches. yeah, which means. Which means something happened. Something happened to, to him, yeah. and um, like that's that's what the lieutenant's kind of figuring out, sorta, is mm-hmm. that in this crazy dream, it's an awesome someone's dream. Doing, someone's messing with tarot cards. Yeah, uh, See, the he, thing he, is, he, in this dream, you have a lot of um, uh, uh, what do you call it? a lot of cameos in this dream. It's really cool. Um, Fabio plays an angel. He's Fabio. In Fabio. 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 He's in this dream. Uh, Patrick Ewan is in the stream. He plays uh, Father Delaney's angel, I guess. So, yeah. And then you got swing music. It's got the swing music in the background. It's really nice. It's one of those weird, obscure dreams. I guess what it is, this is supposed to be the white station to heaven, is what it is. Um, uh, purgatory. Purgatory. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And then thing, they're both, okay, he sees Father Delaney in his dream, uh, but he's got the scar threaded and everything around his neck, and he's pretty much saying, I don't know if you're dreaming or if I'm dreaming. He says, I'm not dreaming. And then Father Delaney says, I'm not dreaming. And you're like, no, 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 not Father Delaney. No, and no. And then we see, like, flashes of him, like, banging on the bed. So, you know. Uh, Something's going like, on. Uh, yeah. Uh, the nerves of dead people, I guess, is how, how they do this. Very mortis thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very mortis thing. It's, um, um, when he wakes up, he gets a phone call, and then uh, a Lieutenant Kinderman is like, no. Not possible. I, I think this one was the most artistic death mm-hmm. because there was decapitation. Mm-hmm. Not a single drop of blood was spilled, and all of his blood is like securely in what 15, 15 or nineteen um, little quarts, yeah. little quarts, mm-hmm. um, screw bottles. Like, uh, like how, how many quarts are into how many of blood? Uh, like pee test bottles. Yeah, yeah, and they're not a drip, not a line, not nothing, nothing. I mean, it's all in there. And we we get to find out how that happened. Oh yeah, on. like he explains mm-hmm. it. It's great detail. I love this mm-hmm. actor who plays the Gemini Killer. You'll you'll get to meet him now. We're going to the Texas Frightmere Fest, um, and he's going to be there. And he's <laughs> going to be there. Um, uh, at there, it's the him. Uh, his daughter's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much a, of course, they're doing some type of, um, a reunion for, because of Cult of Chucky just came out, but technically we're going to be there for Exorcist 3 for him, for yeah. Brad Dorff. This is one and of his best roles. And maybe if the are going to be there, we don't know yet. They haven't said anything yet. So, um, Lieutenant's looking at... And he's 
He's looking at his yeah. He's, he's looking, looking at his hands. corpse and he's just it, it 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 hurts him. It this was the he's hardest the, one for him. Yeah, he's on the verge of crying, and he's a, he's a and he's a strong man. That type of like man's man, like he doesn't let his emotions out. Mm-hmm. It, this one hurts him. This one hurts him a lot. It's his best friend. He's known really? forever. He's his best friend is technically his little brother. You would something that type of mentality of friend of friendship. They didn't make the blood like like obviously red. Like they made it look like blood. That's what yeah, they they I did their them. yeah, they anatomically did, correct. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it would be like a thick consistency too mm-hmm. instead of like some sort of watery shit. That's it, yeah. Like corn soup. Yeah, well corn syrup that does it a lot. Kero syrup, that's what everybody uses. Mm-hmm. Come on, just like spend, and, spend that little extra money at no Spirit Halloween and get do it, do it, work. yeah. Don't get big name act. Don't get big name movie stars. Get great actors to 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 make us believe and use the rest for special effects that you need and tell us a good story. Yeah, that's what this did. Yeah, because normally in younger generations today, even younger than my wife, if they saw this movie, they would be bored. They wouldn't, yeah, because they just wouldn't know who anybody was, like. That's all they would care I, about. Like, I didn't. Okay, so I, I never watched Supernatural before yeah. um, I watched My Bloody Valentine, the remake with mm-hmm. Jensen Ackles. Yeah. And I didn't know who the fuck that guy was. I loved him, though, because he was, like, so super cute. But then, oh. Oh, yeah. So super creepy. Then he tells him, you need to sh- here's okay. the scary part. Remember when I said earlier in the episode today, in the episode that they went to go see A Wonderful Life? It's A Wonderful Life. It's A Wonderful Life. Well, on top of them, on top of the uh, the bed right there on the wall, it was a evidence bag on it because you know no one it was covered, no one could see it. And they said the only blood that was shown was this. They open it up, and it says on the wall, "It's a wonderful life." You know, it's like something the Joker would have put on, like his wife so serious. You know, yeah. something like a con card. Well, later on, uh, yeah. during some sort of talking dialogue, uh, oh yeah, uh, he says, "It's a wonderful life." Yes. So now Kinderman is just like, he's looking up in the heavens saying, pretty much saying over and over, why, why? Oh, I love this nurse. He interviews this. This lady puts Nurse Ratchet to shame when it comes to just being a feature. She don't give a fuck. Yeah, she she don't either. She does her job. That's what she does. She's pretty much the female version of him. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Yeah. So he's interrogating her. He's Mm -hmm. asking her, um, did you see anything weird? When's the last time you saw him? And she says that everything's in the chart. I um, took his medicine at five. Yes, he was awake. And then he went back at six, and he was dead. So it happened between the hours of five and six. Then she says something (laughs) about... um, he he's asking her if she saw anybody in the hallway, yeah. and she says, "Well, as a matter of fact, I saw Miss So and So." Like I said, names in this movie for me are. There's a lot, lot of names. Of yeah. And they just are not. Well, well, how would in this in in this in in this a hospital? You have the psychiatric ward, you've got the medical ward, but you also have a retirement home. Mm-hmm. You also have a, a state hospital for... It's not a retirement home. That's like where they send all the Alzheimer's people. But basically, it's a psych ward. It's a psych ward, too. Okay, yeah, yeah but this is a state hospital. They have voluntary confinement, which mm-hmm. you're thinking of. Yes, they, they have that. They have the, the old people mm-hmm. with dementia, and then they have just like the regular... That's right, yeah. yeah. So she, she, 
older woman in the hallway, and he says, so you saw her walking around, and she said, not exactly. She was conscious in the hallway. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was at this scene where they're introducing the old people. I love this, by the way, because the very, very first thing you see is this old guy in yeah, a robe, in an electric wheelchair. You guys remember Blue from, um, from um, um, oh, what was that movie? What was that movie when they go back to college? Um, you're my boy, Blue. Uh, um, oh, no. Will Ferrell, same actor. It's the same old guy. Yeah. So, um, oh, my God. So he, like, wheels around really fast and goes to the nurse's station that's, like, stationed in that room and then just opens his throat, just flashes her. And her reaction is just to toss the pin down and just, like, move aside her head. Like, she has oh, been so used to this. She's, she's so sick like, of this guy's shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. so creepy this old woman. Are you my son? Are you my son? What? Oh, I got to move and I just didn't hear you very well. Yeah, it could be. Oh, okay, okay. Well, thank you for that. We'll, we'll make sure we'll take care of that right away. But I'll lighten up here. Are we good? Are we good right there? Talk a little bit more. Um, all right, cool. So, well, in this next scene now, now we're seeing we're we all. The woman that was passed mm-hmm. out in the hallway. And an introduction to a new character. Uh, what happens? It's played by um, uh, Scott Wilson, as everybody knows, from Herschel, from Walking Dead. He plays uh, the, the head doctor here, uh, Dr. Temple, who's in charge of the psychiatric ward. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he does a great performance and everything. He's just as crazy as they are. Mm-hmm. And well, right now, we're inter- um, Lieutenant Kinderman is He's interviewing, interviewing the, the old lady. That he was told that was passed out in the mm-hmm. hall. And uh, she is Alzheimer's. I don't know, Denise, she's in her own world. She's in her own world. Him if he's the radio repairman. And he's just kind of playing along. At one point he says, yeah, I'm here to, I'm here to repair the radio. And she said, here, here you go. And then she said, you're not the repairman. This is a telephone I'm holding. She's not holding anything. She's not holding anything. And that's the point where I looked at Seth and I said, hey, Yes, that yeah. happens. We'll tell. We'll say what happens later. Yeah. You don't want to give it away right now. Something crazy. But she's right. She's right. Yeah, a lot of people. Wouldn't and and, she, and I'm not gonna lie. She she's a nice woman. I mean, she's a nice lady. She just has dementia really bad and Alzheimer's. But she. And it's like no one comes to see her. Yeah. I mean that isolation. That's that stuff really happens in real life. It's just not movies. Like people are like that. Yeah. You know, and it's sad, man. It really is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to end like that. I don't want my parents. I, everybody else is probably the same way. Yeah, not wanting your parents to end up in a really, really shitty nursing home. But oh, like, hell no. A, but a lot of people are just like, I don't, I can't take care of my parents. And just like, hey, your parents took care of you for a really long time. You can do it too. They wiped your ass. You know, they wiped your yeah, ass. You can wipe their theirs, theirs. You know. Theirs. Well, anyway, uh, now um, uh, so Jason Miller's in it. You know, he plays one of the uh, other. Uh, not Jason, I'm sorry, Scott Wilson is in it. He plays one of the, uh, plays uh, Dr. Temple. He's going to the psych, uh, psych ward with him, telling them over here, this is where the really loonies are. This is really, in the hospital. Yeah, the hardcore patients are. They're being isolation. We're talking like Dr. Solitary Lecter. Yeah, solitary confinement, like Dr. Lecter style. He's explaining how to get out of the solitary confinement. There's a pin pad right here, but every single day they change the pin number. Yes, they do. So that, you know, nobody... Can get in and nobody can get out. Nobody can get in, nobody can get out unless you know the pin number, and then somebody has to come in and let you out. Like you're yep. not, you're not just going out by yourself. Mm-mm. And 
this is when Lieutenant Kerrigan, Kerrigan? Uh, Kinderman. Kinderman. <laughs> uh, finally sees that. Kinderman hears Bobby. a voice in the background. He's like, and it, it calls him by his first name, yeah. Bill. That's what it was, Bill, Bill Kinderman. Yeah, it's Bill. And he just he turns around. He just outlined some patient, and he's all wrapped up, you know, and just wrapped up in a straight jacket, like ankles shackled to the floor, so he can't everything, ultra violent, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes on saying a Bible verse. Mm-hmm. You can if you want to. Okay. It's very soft. It's very confinement. Creepy. Creepy. Oh, my teeth. Shit. Okay. (laughs) I thought that was creepy when he said I was only 21 and I died. (laughs) So, yeah, that going on. But now they're they're taking the body. They're taking um, Father Delaney's, uh, you know, one of those in a in a morgue bag, you know. And they're taking him away. And then, of course, Ken, uh, Lieutenant Kinderman um, is just looking at his friend. You know, I guess like, farewell. I'm, I'm, I can't believe this happened to you. You're a good man. Oh, now the uh, police, superintendent. Yeah, his, his boss is getting on to him about the, uh, his procedures at this hospital. And mm-hmm. he's like, have you ever heard of, like, fucking, like, they could sue us for this? Yeah, malpractice suits. Mm-hmm. He's just—he's angry. He's just mad, and the doctor is just as concerned yeah. about this as Doctor Temple. Yeah, yes, he's like, yeah, because I think he also knows about the uh, the the fingers and yeah. the, the signs. So he has seen like all those things. Anyway, he's mm-hmm. concerned. Lieutenant Kinderman is now telling the superintendent, listen, you ever heard of the Gemini killer? And doctor, and he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then of course, Doctor Temple is like, yes, go on. Like, like I said. Yeah, we need to we need to listen to this mm-hmm. guy. And this is what my wife was yeah, saying, like yeah, earlier on. This is the thing where where I, I talked about the ring finger mm-hmm. and the back and how to separate the the loonies and everything yeah, from the real murders. Yeah. Like what he mentioned was he they would get like what three people a day claiming that they were the, the Gemini, Gemini killer. killer. They're the Gemini like, killer. Okay, yeah. so what are your things? And they would say something about the ring finger and the mark on the back, and they'd just be like, all right, just get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, because that was in the newspaper. Yeah. They, yeah. And then, of course, everybody's yelling at Lieutenant Kinderman right now, and, of course, he just tells everybody to shut up, and he just says, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. He's holding, you know, he's holding his emotion. His best friend just died, so once again, he just stopped himself from crying, and now mm-hmm. he's yeah, telling and the story he, now. He explains how what they released was false. This is what really happened. This is why I'm freaking out. And because it's happening. Because it's mm-hmm. all happening again. This is when the movie starts getting crazy. Mm-hmm. This is when I started loving it. Mm-hmm. There's, this, there's this interview with, with Brad Dork. Mm-hmm. That is just, he is so good. He is, he is oh God. He loves this character. My best friend loves this character. Oh, yeah. we yeah, yeah One of her best friends never saw this movie before. Never so she saw it for the first before. time. And her favorite part, she loved how he acted in it, how his character was shown in it, just his strengths, his weaknesses. She, for bad guys, she does. She know. has a thing for the Gemini, Kelly. She loves Brad Dorf. She loves Draco Malfoy. And Draco Malfoy. <laughs> she likes bad boys. Yeah, she does. 
Kinderman is going around the whole area now. It's super quiet, super eerie. All you can hear are footsteps. That's obviously somebody flickering. The lights, the chandelier is going off and on, off and on. Uh, it's supposed like to be a power surge. Really eerie, you know, the lights are flashing. Mm-hmm. And it gets really creepy, but it's... Oh, that dark hallway. The, the lights are being flickered on uh-huh. and on. Someone's got that light switch. Oh, God, that was so fucking fucked up. Yeah. There's a, there's a statue of just a saint. And, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a statue. Oh, yeah, saint, yeah. It's, it's playing in the very beginning of the scene. And then later on, things start getting creepy. And it straight up looks like the Joker's face and holding a dagger. Holding a dagger instead of a crucifixion. Instead of a crucifix. Mm-hmm. And it's very... It's supposed to be, um, oh, St. Michael. Yeah. You're supposed to be the St. Michael's uh, prayer before you, I guess, you combat evil and do exorcisms or you want for protection from um, from dark forces and entities. Mm-hmm. That's what it's supposed to be. And then it comes out, like she says, comes out and looks like the Joker all of a sudden with a knife. Jump scare. And yeah. jump scare. And it's, it's her secretary. Old yeah, it's an old lady. Well, it's it's the uh, uh, Archbishop's um, secretary. She has. Um, I was about to say she she's got to be just like somebody that hangs around the church that like, mm-hmm. probably works there or um, I don't know is a maybe a novice nun or something. Member, a member that is really really dedicated to the church. Yeah. Somebody's day. grandma who always is like that's how my grandma is. If she could be at church all day, she would be. Yeah, my so. grandma took me to church punishment. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, that's not how it works. If y'all understand where what yeah. where my views of religion come from is yeah. because I was taken to church as a punishment. This was one of this, this was a hard movie for her to watch, not because it was boring or anything, it's that she didn't didn't know what was what was what, what was going on, what I mean, was the I know, order. I know general things, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's But to me this was it. Yeah, to me this is how I was raised. Catholic family, stuff like this. I knew who the priest was, I knew who were the archdiocese, I knew who were the nuns working there? I knew what service, what time, everything. Uh, my Hail Marys, confessional, all that stuff. My rosary. You know, nuns changed after asylum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But th- this was no- this was the normal. This was the norm for me. You know, the the the, the Catholic way. That it's just the norm for me. Yeah. But. Eight minutes. Eight more minutes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, how was now? He's going back to tell him now. He's like, yeah, Damien Karras, um, what happened was he was at a, an exorcism 15 years ago. And um, Father, uh, uh, what was the name? Uh, uh, Father Lannister, played by Max, Max von Sydow's character. Max, Max von Sydow played in, in part one. Talks about how this could be related with the Gemini killer and all these killings and stuff. Because it happened on the same night of, you know, the killer's, the killer's execution and then the... The exorcism. You put two evils together, you got a big evil, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, it's explained later, but what happened was when um, Father Delaney? Pat Flanders? Whoever flew out the window. Oh, that's no, the, uh, your, uh, Father Damien Carrot. Damien. Okay, yeah. when, uh, whenever Father Damien flew out the window, fell down the stairs, and the Gemini killer was also being executed at that same time. Yeah. What happened was the Gemini killer's soul went into Father Damien as soon as, like, his About soul to ascend to heaven, sort of I guess. Like leaving. Leaving, yeah. So that he was possessed. But, like, also at the same time, Father Damien was dead for a certain amount of time. That's why it took, so it took 15 years, he was explaining, for 
all the killings just started happening mm-hmm. because he, like the you, father's body wasn't strong enough yet. He that, lost see, a lot of brain cells. And that's a good thing. That's why I like about this. It's like, okay, yes, religion and all that, but what about science? There's no yeah. way the brain gets – and no, he says you've got to have a brain. You've got to have certain cells. You cannot – it was, you know, he says it took him 15 years to reconstruct his brain cells and everything and all that stuff. Oh, I feel like this was an, an important thing with the people. Oh, yeah, and then what happened was they talk about how there was another – there's another priest out there named Father Morning, played by uh, Nicole Williamson. Mm-hmm. And what happened was he performed a couple of exorcisms with Father um, uh, Father Lannister from the original Exorcist that played that was played by Max von Sydow. And something happened and his hair turned white overnight. He had one ex he did one exorcism and his hair just turned white overnight. In other words, he's a veteran who's who's combated evil as well. And they're showing him right now. He's at a um and he had a little bird in a in a shoebox that he was helping rehabilitate and broken, stuff. A broken wing that he was you know, fixing up and Died. The bird just died out of nowhere. His crucifix falls oh. off the wall. And, and it's crying and blood. It's crying blood. It's crucifix, yeah. Then he looks outside his window, and it becomes pitch black. Yeah. And then there's, like, a wind going everywhere. And he just looks at it, and he's like, you can see in his eyes, it's he returned. Can. He's scared, but he knows the evil is returned. He needs to go back. He pretty much needs to gear up. He needs to be Van Helsing. He's yeah. Van Helsing up to fight the evil again. Sorry. Um, so like I said earlier, he, uh, he performed a couple of exorcisms with the priest from part one. Mm-hmm. And now he's another side character. And the thing is, a lot of people won't know who these people are unless you read the book or if you saw part one, or even if you saw, um, the exorcist, the beginning, There's which was a, a, um, which was a prequel, not the first one dominating that, that one was, uh, domination. That was not a good one. It was the other one. So, so, um, uh, I can't talk anymore. I just had a brain fart. Uh, father, I'm sorry. I can't do this. I'm dead. Lieutenant Kinderman. <laughs> the next scene is Lieutenant Kinderman. We're back at the hospital. That old lady who had the the problem with the radio, but it was actually a telephone. He's doing a follow-up on his investigation with her. And what happened was he goes, do you remember seeing these things? And what happened was it's the courts of, um, of, uh, of uh, specimen, you know, um, uh, cups that you use when you go to, you know, like for a piss test, for a drug test and everything like that. And because they were full of blood. And she goes, that radio isn't mine. That radio is not mine. Mine's newer. Mine's newer. Yeah. So it's like, okay, she's, she does not know. She's she does, out of it. She's out of it. But of course, as the nurse said, when they interviewed her, she was outside the door, but passed yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So she was their only idea, I guess, for a suspect. Yeah. So, but it doesn't work. They just like, okay, forget it. It was just a. It was just a chance. It was just a random chance that she was out there. She got out. Mm-hmm. Well, now um, Scott Wilson's character, Doctor Temple, is now talking to, um, not talking to Lieutenant Kinderman. And what happened was, before he does, he's got this script. He's got the script. He's trying to remember to to remember when he's talking to the lieutenant about I got some new information about the murders, about our guests in number whatever, you know, mm-hmm. our patient X. So he's trying to uh, give him more of the situation. No one lie, there's a lot of dialogue when... There's just so much dialogue. In and it makes sense. We're trying to give you the cliff notes and everything. Yeah, but it's, just, it's really, really difficult because of how much 
dialogue there is in this. Mm-hmm. So the doctor, of course, t- talks to him, tells him that they found a body. He can't have lighters, but he can, like... It's his OCD. It's, it's his nervous tick. Everyone has something in this movie, if you've noticed. Yeah. Everybody has a tick. Or even even Lieutenant Kinderman, his is um his anger, his voice. He gets too hot-headed. Yeah. So, and then he calms himself down. Yeah, but why does he need a script? Because it was something I think um, Patient X told him to write down so he would know. That, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That does sound yeah. about right. Yeah, well, how was Patient X, they found him uh, like a week before the murders started happening again. Mind you, it took 15 years for his brain to get back, so... Now, all this stuff is going on, and he's trying to tell them we found him in the river. He was babbling. He was babbling Bible verses and saying stuff and weird, like, okay, so what's going on? I thought he was in solitary confinement for the 15 years. No. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, this explains to you what happens. Like, like 15 years that nothing has happened, and now the murders are happening again? Well, a week before the murders started happening again, they found this patient, they found this person with no ID, no nothing, and he's just babbling. Yeah. Bible verses, Latin. Save your servant. Save your servant, all this stuff. Yeah. But he says that he's the Gemini killer. That's, that's the main That's thing. the main focus. Well, Lieutenant Kinder, they show close to Lieutenant Kinderman's face looking at the patient, and he can't believe it. He can't believe it. Like, and like he just saw a ghost. Yeah. And he says, that man... Do you have any? Do you have any records on him? I need to know who he is. I need to know who he is now. And you're like, okay, so it's a Gemini killer, right? Okay, big deal. Let's see what he. Why is he so spooked? Because it was Gemini killer. No. No. Patient X. His father, Damien Karras. It is. It is. It is. It's, it's the, the guy that, was, that apparently died 15 years ago. That died 15 years ago, who jumped out the window, saving Reagan's soul when he had when he told the demon to possess him. Mm-hmm. Yes, Patient X is father is a father Damien Karras, who was played by Jason, the late great Jason Miller. Yeah. But it's just now it's like whoa, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. How how is he connected to being the Gemini killer? If it's father, it's father Damien Karras. He's a good man, like like Lieutenant Kinderman says. I knew Karis. He was a good man. Mm-hmm. It he can't be Karis. Huh? It can't be Karis. It can't be Karis. It can't be him. He's a good man. Yeah, I love him. Too. He's my brother. Mm-hmm. He, just, he says here to his other police, like, apparently Lieutenant Kinderman hung out with a lot of a lot of priests, you know, just hanging out, I guess. Those were his friends. Yeah. So, but he tells him, yeah. He's telling oh, the Jim rookie cop, yeah, 15 Jim years Jim. ago, he was pushed to his death. I watched him die. He watched, he watched him, him die. die. Yeah, he watched him die and everything. And he saw Ed Flanders' character, Father Delaney, give him his last rites when they did the hand thing. If you remember in the movie, do you forgive for your sins and all that stuff? One for yes, two for no. And you're like, okay, how can this be? Now it starts getting really, really good. And from that point, guys, what we're going to do, um, we're going to take a quick, com- little break here. quick little break here, commercial break. Now, um, 
Uh, I have something to say, everybody. Okay, I'm going to let my wife say it. Wait a second for me. I apologize. Mm -hmm. So, with that, with that commercial break, we have a proud new sponsor of Totally Driven Entertainment. He's funny, he's wacky, he's crazy, and he's totally driven. Check out ChrisFarleyPresents.com. Okay, so you got a commercial break before we go on a commercial break. Make sure you go to the bathroom. Make sure you get second helpings here at the Best Little Horror Podcast in Texas. And we get back to you as soon as possible. I'm Black Man, saving man's eyes, one stereotype at a time. To the Black Mobile. To the corner of Martin Luther King Street and Malcolm X Boulevard, pronto. Will black man make it to the crime on time? Or will he be on CPT? Stay tuned at chrisfrailypresents.com. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long way. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. 
We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. And we're back. All right, everybody. Here we are again. I hope you all had a second helping, and I hope you guys got to go to the restroom. Make sure you wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. I can't stand that more than anybody's. Wash your damn hands. Soap. Soap. Water. You ever hear it? There we go. And we're back. Okay. So, um, uh, let's see. Where we are at at the moment where um, Lieutenant Kinderman uh, goes into the room and starts talking to patient X and realizing... Oh my God! It's and finally the the cameraman, you know, the camera that shows. It is not in the file. It is not. They show they show who the actors. They show it's Jason Miller and it's Father Karras. And you're like, oh my God! So you can start talking to him, except it doesn't. It doesn't seem like Father. Father Karras is yeah. He talks about the murders. He talks about a murder that they never. Um, uh, printed in the newspaper. Uh, they printed the newspaper yeah, told press the never of a little girl of a, of a little girl yeah yeah and it's just it gets really really intense mm-hmm. with this with this certain actor who does play Father uh, Damien yeah mm-hmm. oh god I always fuck up and go back a little too far oh it's okay it's okay we got all the time in the world here pretty okay. much this is going to be now from one okay like the part we just finished right now. That was your typical, that was seven, that was law and order, that was like a traditional cop movie, you know, investigation. Yeah, that was the end of this cop movie. Now it turns into Exorcist, the true Exorcist, Supernatural, Um, I mean, uh, yeah, Supernatural, uh, Constantine, you know, that type. Now it's like, okay, now we're dealing with the devil. We're dealing with demons now. It's no longer some demented person. It's actually somebody who is a demon. Yes, yes. So now the next scene is okay. Here we go. Now. Now the interview. With now the, the father. first oh, interview. Such a good scene. It's a wonderful, wonderful. life. He says the first. The thing first he thing he says, says is a wonderful it's life. A wonderful life. And this and the uh, patient X supposed to be the Gemini killer, but the the audience sees the actor, Jason Miller. Yes. Who's father? Father yes. Karras from Part One. He says that it's a wonderful life. You're like he's chained up. He's crazy. Like what the hell happened? There's no uh, way this is uh, this is the nice priest from part one. So this is about the time that I was just like it's a possession movie. So it's another possession movie. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the yeah, title of the Exorcist. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah. Like, he's obviously possessed mm-hmm. by the the Gemini killer, and I love this scene because it's mainly this one actor. It's mainly the guy who plays Father Father Damien. And then out of nowhere, um, Lieutenant, Lieutenant uh, says, all I see is Damien. And he says, I am not Damien. And it immediately changes to Brad Dorf. Yeah. And I thought that was so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw it, I was confused. Obviously. Yeah, I did, yeah. You know how, how I get. I was confused. Yeah, there's, no, there's no wrong with that. Well, like, like I said, the way the order scene goes. He's telling about the murders, about the little girl with ribbons in her hair and stuff like that. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. You know, pink ribbons. You know, stuff like that. It's out of character, as we said. And then he goes, Car- he goes, all I see is Father Damien Karras. Karras, is that you? And like she says, 
the, and then all of a sudden, the, 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 he freaks out, and the camera shot zooms in and zooms out, and it's Brad Dorf. You know, just Brad Dorf is crazy as hell. He goes, I am not him, you know, and it's just like, so now the audience realizes, oh, okay, this makes sense now. Now it's the possession. Father Karras, he's in there somewhere. His soul is slowly dying, and this is his, like, punishment, I guess, for um, exercising the young girl from part one, Reagan, Mm -hmm. to make him suffer. And that's why he keeps saying, save your servant. That's Mm -hmm. why you hear that line, tagline, always. They're trying to save. Father Karras' soul. It's, I mean, yeah. he's not going to be damned, but he's being tortured and everything. Mm-hmm. And just to, I guess, to ascend to heaven because he did his work. Yeah. So the Gemini killer is in there with him. And then, of course, you've got Legion going around somewhere because, you know, the old saying of Legion, uh, uh, we are many. They're, you know, they're. I just want to say it. I just want to say it. Huh. But, okay, so uh, basically, it's taken over all the old people. Yes. It takes over all the old people, and that's what Legion was about. The movie fucking Legion. Yeah. <laughs> the the Legion old lady was, was the, the crazy person and wanted the, to get the baby, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole we are many thing, but it's always the old person. Whenever the one thing, oh, that was so good. The one scene where it introduces that older woman with dementia, and I, I looked at you and I said, hey, is this the old people? And I said, <laughs> yes, it is. They're easy because to manipulate. They're easy. They weak mentally. Weak mentally, and they'll listen to anybody, pretty much, I guess. You know, yeah, I mean, they already think that they're hearing so many They're hearing voices, and when you hear, oh, I hear voices, or maybe no one talks to them. And that was a perfect setup for Legion. Legion would possess these older people and then go out and do his bidding, you know, do what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. or let the Gemini go into them and do what they wanted to do. Yeah. So you're pretty much dealing with these three you're in three entities you're dealing with. You're dealing with Father Karras' soul. Uh, you're dealing with the Gemini killer. And the Gemini killer does not know who Father uh, Damien is. He way. doesn't. So he has no idea who Father Damien is. What he, he did. And then right yeah, here, okay. then it shows oh, right God. here Brad Dorf. And my 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 wife's got the hard eyes right now. Oh, I love him so much. He's awesome when you meet him in public. He's the, one of the nicest people. And he's like one of the nicest people, they nicest guys are. in the world. They all are in the world. They all are. He needs to, he needs to get more work. God, he needs to get more work. Mm-hmm. Because every, every movie you've probably seen of Brad Dwarf, besides Chucky, when he's actually a physical character, he gives it all. He gives it all. Like, we got, we got tears, like, running down his cheeks. He's, like, so mad. He's so mad, like, he's crying. You yeah. ever been that angry? Like, he lets that type of emotion into his work. I see that anger all the time with a certain issue. Yes. Oh, and he mimics a choir's voice song, a uh, choir boy's voice when he's singing a hymn. He's good at it. He's good at it, too. I mean, I, he's know, like, I, mean I, I know it's obviously, like, it's like... Like recorded over. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just really good. It does it. Oh. Did you know you're such a cool artist? It's just, you have to listen to his dialogue. His monologue is just amazing. So I was getting a little flabbergasted there. But um, what he just pretty much, he's describing 
how he tra- how he takes the um all the blood out of Father uh, Delaney yeah, without a drop. Father Delaney's murder. Mm-hmm. And how but, he did it. And how, how he, he did it. Yeah. And he keeps going more and more in detail of how he does it to the point where it's really pissing off Lieutenant Kinderman. Like he's not taking any of this. He does not like this. So what does he do? He slaps him. Punches Slap, him punches, right off punches right in his face. He, he either punches him or he backhands him. He, I don't know what it is. It looks like he pimp slaps him or something yeah. maybe. But the thing is, he breaks his nose. We didn't know he broke his nose. We didn't know he broke his nose. starts bleeding. Yeah. We didn't know that he broke his nose until you know, after the thing when the nurse gets pissed off. The nurse gets pissed off. His goddamn nose is broken. His nose is broken. He just didn't like it. And the thing is this, it's like Lieutenant Kinderman was really angry doing that because I can tell, like, he's like, okay, I, I just punched my be- my other best friend, uh, Father Karras, but that's not Father Karras. Not that's Father the Gemini Karras. killer in him. So yeah. he just put so much awe and effort into this. These teams have to be draining. They have to be. Like, that, physically, just to put all that into it. And then the way they dub his voice on it, make, they make it a little bit more lower and everything. Kind of sounds like Peter Steele from, you know, when, um, well, from a typo negative back in the day. Just and remember he's describing how he uh, kills. How he kills, how, how he drains them out of blood. Yeah. What it does, he puts a catheter. So after he, I'm, I'm just going to skip over that. the fast forward because he, this is a very long scene. Really, really detailed. Yeah, and it's really, really good. How he describes it. And it's really amazing. If you're, if you're not a fan of um of, of like these type of movies directors just just you can look these up on YouTube and just look for the Brad Dorf you know George C. Scott's character you know just their their dialogue you know uh, with, Brad Dorf uh, George C. Scott uh, Exorcist three interrogation interrogation scene, scene. and it's yeah. great they're just they're just great if you want to pick up a craft or you know learn your stuff and everything or try to watch this watch scene. this scene yeah if you're playing a villain in a movie but you don't want to be your typical you know or whatever this is how you do it yeah. And and I guess being the Gemini killer, like his personality coming out so hard, like yeah. what he did earlier, is it, it wears out the body. So mm-hmm. it, the body just passes out. The body passes out because it takes energy to possess. And so mind you, he's, he's, he's not. Uh, yeah, father and fa- yeah, father Karras's body is not up to par. Like he's still reconstructing. So now the cut scene, uh, the nurse goes in there, takes him out. He's like, okay, there you go. And, of course, she yells out loud and off screen. His goddamn nose is broken. I will, I will put this mic up to the, to the speaker. You just keep talking. Okay. There you go. She's so mad. She is. But, of course, she takes the oath like she normally did, like every other doctor or practitioner, nurse, you know, whatever. She heals his arm up, his hand up, you know. No, but, she just puts a vaccine on it and puts a bandage around it. There you go. But she's doing, her, she's doing her job. And what does she do right when it's said and done? Smokes a red. <laughs> she's in uniform, <laughs> smokes a red. Like I'm telling you, she puts nurse ratchet to shame. That's how good she is. I'd rather uh, have her as my nurse. Yeah. At one point, we could have said, you know, you're actually pretty nice. You know, or something. Yeah, they try. They try to. Be, they, he, Lieutenant Kinderman's to trying to connect. Like, okay, you know what? I'm. I'm sorry. And so, type of, yeah. And so, in her retort to that, she says, "I'm a bitch." I'm a bitch. And let's deal with it. Let's call me what I am. That's like they're 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 buddies now. They're buddies now. That was their like. Okay, I get it. But I'm a bitch. Just like you're like you're a son of a bitch. You're just a mean old bastard. Um, she's she's not a bitch. She's B. 
the bitch. Yeah. Yeah, well, type yeah, of. Yeah, she's the bitch of, like, she, I'm pretty sure she's head nurse. Oh, um, yeah, definitely she's head like, nurse. I, I think she is the... Yeah, she'd be second. She'd be, uh, you'd have the, 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 the head doctor, of course, of the department, and then head nurse, of course, number two in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Keep but that on until the weekend. Until the weekend. Bitch. <laughs> and of course, George smiles, going, mm, "Yeah, pretty much." He's just like, "Yeah, okay, thanks." I could have asked you out to dinner or something. You have the same attitude as I do. It probably would have been fun as hell. But on um, on that note. Oh, yeah, and on that note, but she says, "Lieutenant, there's one thing that I noticed oh, when he left." One thing that he has said that was kind of out of character. It was the way he said it. His tone was bad or it was it was different. It was, it was different. What he said was save your servant. Save your servant. And he sounded like it, it sounded like it was Father Damon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember how Okay, yeah, Gary, that's the word. Thank you. Decent. decent, forgiving, you know. Like he so was in pain. Decent, yeah. The next scene I I do believe is um the old um I'm trying to remember here. Oh, is it the nurse? <gasps> I think it is. I this was the scariest fucking scene. Yes. This was so suspenseful. I I hated it. No, yes. it's not. It's it's well, 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 kind of close to it's it. It's close to it. We'll let you go ahead. Well, that was okay. Next, of course, more expedition. You know, no talk or anything. It's just Father it's, yeah, uh, it's, uh, Lieutenant yeah. Kinderman is now. He's going to. Uh, he's going back to the church where the Archbishop's uh, office was. He finds a book on right to exorcisms. You know, the uh, book of yeah, uh, for exorcists. Yeah. He takes it back home, does some research on it, and then he looks at the Gemini Killer's profile. You know, it's got a picture of him on it and everything. He's trying to put two and two together. And then, of course, as, um, um, he hears something in the background. He turns around, and it looks like somebody's sleepwalking. And it's it is. It's his, little, it's his daughter. And, of course, she comes up, and she goes, Daddy, long he's, night. He's in you the know. kitchen, by the way. You, you forget to mention he's in the kitchen at this point. Yeah, I'm sorry. And it's, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. His daughter, like, wakes up. Like, yeah, like, kisses him on the forehead. And goes back good to night. sleep. Yeah, good night. Go back. Yeah. And then yeah, the next thing. See, long. yeah. Why well, was the ambience? And there's no, there's no jump scare. Like in today, I would have been a jump scare or something. Uh, but there's the ambience. It was quiet, like the dead of night. Like it's supposed to be. That's what makes it scary. It's the dead of night. Nothing is going on. And this is like the scariest, most suspenseful scene. Like right after that. It's, oh yeah. It's now at the, the hospital with the nurse Amy. What is her name? Amy something. It starts with a, with a K. Yeah, so, yeah, it starts with a K. But Amy, who's an, unfortunately our next victim here. And, and she's just, it's, it's so obvious that she's going to be the victim, to yeah. be completely honest with you, because yeah. she's the only one wearing a bright red cardigan. Yeah. Like. Red means yeah. you're dead, I guess, right? Yeah, Rose, everything. Scary. Red means scary. Red means scary. Okay, it's very much that. You can go. It's the dead of night. She's like. By herself. She's the only nurse there, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's supposed to be a police officer, but he's not right there at the moment, you know, because of the murders that's been going on and stuff. He's on his beat right now, checking everything. She hears a noise. It's a cup of ice. 
she thought it was somebody trying to break in. I don't know. It's like a couple of months. Something's coming, trying to scare her. And then uh, this just jumps up real quick. It scares the shit out of her. And she's, he's like, you know what? What's your name? I'm going to report you. You're always coming in here waking me up at ungodly hours of the night. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Because she's scared, you know? She's like, of course. It's the night shift. You're waiting for Frank to show up or Maniac. It's it's that type of night. So anyway, that type of nurse. Her name is Amy Keaton. Amy Keaton, uh, okay. Yeah, or like Keegan or something. I think it's something like that, but it, but unfortunately her name has a K in it, which means. Which means she, she's going to get myrtle -urtled. And, you know, a police officer comes in, talks to her, sits down, and then another police officer comes in mm -hmm. and, like, calls the other guy. Stop, yeah, like, hey, so, we got it looks like they had a situation or something going on, so they go out there. Yeah. together to go figure it out. Yeah. Cop comes back and says, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, 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 I'm fine. You know, he sits back down and then, of course, she's still, like, scared. She's really scared. Oh, yeah. Her hand over her chest, like, so you think, like, crazy. well, there's a police officer. There's no way in hell this is going to happen. Another yeah, cop no, shows up. Nothing's going to happen to her. She, the other cop just points at him. is like, okay, well, we got to go. I'll be right back. Like, there must be a situation going on. Who knows? Something's happening. But it gives enough of a distraction yeah. for... The Gem, uh, I guess you would say the Gemini killer. It, 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 yeah. The yeah. Gemini killer to strike again. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the way they set up the scene, it's quiet. There's nothing going on. It's just utter silence. You have a camera POV shot from behind her. Well, to her side, anyway. To her side. It's like at the end of the hallway. At the end of the hallway. Yeah. She goes room. into the room where uh, Father Delaney died. It's locked up, mind you. There's nobody in there. Yep. And so she goes. She softly leaves the nasty by herself. She walks into that mm -hmm. room by herself. She unlocks. Oh my God. Yeah. She locks the door. You know, she, of course, she goes in there. She checks everything. And then. Police officer comes back, but leaves. But leaves. She checks. She goes back. She locks. She walks out. And it's locked, mind you. Okay. Hold on. Walks out. Locks the door. Walks away. And then that scene. She. The Gemini killer is there. And now the Gemini killer came out of nowhere with the shears and. <laughs> Took her head. Decapitated her. And they find her body where? Not there. They find her body in, in, the, room. in the room where uh, Father Delaney died. Mm -hmm. And all, uh, her torso was cut open. It was cut open. Her... And it was filled with rosary beads. Yeah, it was filled with uh, other objects. And other objects, yeah. And then sewn back up. Like, objects were rosary beads. Oh, man. It's Creepy just. fucking shit. And then now, then after that, um, he starts seeing the lights flicker again. Father, uh, I mean, Lieutenant Kinderman sees lights flicker again. He wants to know what's going on. So his intuition, something tells him, go to the basement, go to I isolation again. And that's where the Gemini killer is. And, of course, he's smiling like, my dog, did, did, did you get it? You know, did you? Yeah, did you get it? Did you get, did you get my there, did you give my little uh, hello there to you? Hmm? Yeah, so basically, like going back to the he's, he's mocking him with, pretty much. Uh, with the Gemini killer is basically explaining how he took over father's uh, mm -hmm. I guess he talked about Legion, his master, as he says, the master. He and told he me about certain souls, certain people who formed an exorcism. This call this just revenge for the mm -hmm. priest. So now the I'm an eye killer knows why he's on this earth to do this in this priest's body. Mm -hmm. You know, to show, haha, you know, we're, we may be evil, but we're eternal, you know. 
Mm-hmm. So he wanted right. a scandal. Yeah, the Oscar for all time goes to. Oh, see, Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf made it real. She got the vapors. <laughs> yes. And then I go, oh, did I go off again? I'm sorry, you know. And we were talking about his characterization, his acting. Like, he would have made a great Pennywise. Don't get me wrong, Tim Curry is amazing. And then, of course, uh, the new one, um, with, um, what's the actor's name? Peter. The new it. Bill Skarsgård. That's right, Bill Skarsgård or something. Skarsgård, No, Skarsgård. I always, I know, I always, no. yeah. But the thing is this: he would have been a great Joker. He's got that demonic smile, that look, you know, of innocence, but of also like I could kill you at any time I want to. Yeah. I could kill you right now and just like. <laughs> but he's so. Oh man, we just—I know we keep praising him and over and over when I show his scenes, but. That's how good his scenes are in any movie he's ever been, especially this one. Mm-hmm. See, now he's yeah, telling him about the process. Just talking about how that happened. I'm gonna yeah. And what happened was he keeps the priest, I guess, soul with him so he can see him. Hey, yeah, so he could see movie. his mom. Yeah, so he could see him cut and rip and tear. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ, old lady on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And then what happened was, now it still doesn't make, like, okay, so now, okay, Lieutenant Kinderman knows, okay, we know it's you. Okay, I know it's you who's doing it. How are you getting out? And he says, old friends, old friends. Old friends, and that's whenever I was just old people. It's the old people. It was confirmed for me, it's the old people. And the next thing. The old people in it. Yeah. There's an old bitch on the ceiling. No one even knows that she's there because obviously she's on the ceiling. No it's one an old, yeah, old woman crawling up and down like a Marilyn Manson video, pretty much on the wall. There's a dead naked nurse that's in uh, uh, in one of the rooms. Not the head nurse, but uh, the the uh, younger one. Just, yeah, just a younger yeah. nurse died, and an older woman. It's not the one from earlier with the bun. No. It is the, the woman that. We forgot to mention, but she came up to uh, Detective uh, Lieutenant Kinderman. Yeah, sorry. And, and no, sorry, Detective Kinderman, and said, "Are you my son?" And said, "Are you proud to be in Chief of Not my side, and just walks away. Walks away, and it turns. Yeah, it's that one now. So it's, it's that one that dresses up as the nurse, and also his family. Lieutenant Kinderman's family gets a phone call from somebody saying that there's going to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Oh, his wife. Yeah. 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 His wife gets a phone call saying, "Okay, it's good to see you too, sweetie. All right, babe. All right, I love you. Bye." See, the, I'm sorry. The detective Kinderman burst into a room thinking that something bad was happening, and and um, he scared a child basically. Mm-hmm. And the head nurse, we just found out her name is Julia Anderson. Julia Anderson. No case. Um, she's like, do you check your own family like that? Would you please leave? I can't wait for you to 
it just puts them two to two together because the Gemini killer in an earlier scene says you're clearly being invited uh, in the dance invitation. His daughter is a ballerina, is a is a dance student, and he puts the two together. And when she said family, like oh my god, so he puts he's on his way back home because now home. the Gemini killer has possessed uh, yeah, another old another old lady, an elderly, to come over there and chop the heads off with the shears. Or have something bad happen. Or have something bad happen. Um, but if that doesn't happen because once she knocks on the door, she ends up passing out, mm-hmm. I believe. She ends up passing out, but uh, just because I guess from all the energy it takes. Yeah. But to gain, gain it back to the last possible second. And what happened was the, the wife gets a phone call saying it's – um. You know, the nurse is on her way. The nurse is on her way, and it's and it's him talking, and it, it's not him. He was trying to get through, and how was he? He always got a busy signal. Mm-hmm. So now, of course, he's Obviously, intensity. It might take happen. it may take less than two or three minutes to get there, but it feels like you know, like a thirteen or fifteen minute drive. You know how it is when you're trying to get somewhere really, really, really fast. <laughs> well, they finally get there, and of course, she has all the time in the world. You know, the the demon possessed uh, old lady has all the time in the world. It's like. Mm, mm, mm. This is going to be fun, you know. I'm going to show him finally who's boss, you know. I don't really think she's thinking that. I'm thinking she's thinking more of I don't know where I'm at in her head. She doesn't know where she's at, but the Gemini killer is possessing her. That's what I mean. That's, that's what I was trying to mean. I mean, yeah. Gemini killer. Like, see, yeah, and then he his hand. That old lady's probably really, really confused. She's confused probably where she's going, but, yeah, what I was in mindset is the Gemini who's in there is like, huh, I'm going to, you know, show this old man, you know. Yeah. Like, you may be bad, but I'm evil. Here's the yeah. difference. So, oh, I think they're making that. that they're making the carp. <laughs> so they're finally <laughs> cutting up. Yeah, yeah they, they're actually cooking he the carp. That's so the funny mad. thing. They're cooking the carp right now. He was so mad. Uh, and oh. now oh, the brain right. waves. Okay, yeah. No, it was mentioned earlier that um, Nurse Julia mm-hmm. mentions that he falls into a very, very deep sleep. It's very interesting, she says, because his pulse stops, his breathing not stops, but it's like it's slow to a point. Yeah. His breathing slows to a stop. His brainwave activity, like, doubles, triples. It just it goes on and on and on. As you say, it takes a lot of concentration yeah. to do, do possessions from yeah. one to another. Astrial, I guess, pre- uh, pre- projection, so yeah. from one to another, yeah. So, uh, not only Bill, Bill, I'm just going to call him Bill. Call him Bill no, yeah. That's his name. Uh, shows up at his house, and his wife was like, what is going on? She got here, and as soon as I open the door, she passes, passes out. out. She just passes out. And she doesn't know where she's at. And, of course, the mom, the mother-in-law, so is she staying for dinner or what? You know, yeah, like a comic she's staying for scene. dinner or what? And then the young daughter's right next to the nurse on the phone talking to her friends. Yeah, 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 something happened here. We're okay. We just want to make sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When is it bedtime? And the thing Please is, the, 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 lady, the, the, the lady's being possessed, it's the same actress from Father's Day. Father's Day? From a creep show. Oh. Yeah. They use a lot of good actors here, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I recognize that just now. Yeah. And then she takes out the guard, the big shears. And now it's the voice. crazy fucking music again. What? And now the voice is no longer the old lady's voice. It's the Gemini. Same as the waiting for you, Lieutenant. I wanted you to see this. And at the last second, Whoa, the grandma yeah, like, comes out of nowhere. Grandma the last, granddaughter. Saves granddaughter. Because what happens the shears were right there at her throat. Like, she was going to get her head cut off. She was about to she die. Was about, she was. She was about But the grandma came out and just grabbed her by her ponytail. Thanks, grandma. And pulled her out and, you know, to protect her. 
And, and then now the old lady's trying to strangle him. Well, she, possession's trying to, she's yeah. very strong. She, she throws a looky cop who went with them across the way. Yeah. And now it's, she, she's losing power, like the Gemini's losing power and strength. And we don't know what's going on. Remember the priest I told you guys, Father Morning. He walks in He there. walks in there like nothing, like he, no passcode, no anything. He's got. Like, I'm getting this shit. I'm getting right now. now. Yeah, it's right like now. it's like God. Do I have permission? God's pretty much like kick his ass. Kick his ass. Yeah, man. pretty much. Yeah. So he goes in there. He's all white out. You know, he's got the white uh, little strobe robe, uh, the robe that they white wear. Robe, purple scarf. Purple scarf. The cross is on it and everything. Mm-hmm. Silk. He's got the book of um uh uh uh. What's it called? Right. I used to have this too. Uh, of um, uh, right to exorcism, right to exorcist, you know, ex- the book of rights, get the name of it, but he has that book, yeah. and he's about to go, and he's about to say his prayer and everything, and it's time for an, it's time for an exorcism. And uh, the Gemini killer is speaking to him. I mm. currently no. can't hear what he's saying. No, 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 here's now here's the difference. Now, it is no longer the Gemini killer. It's now Legion. It's Legion now. It's Legion now. Okay. Legion has taken over the body because his eyes turn into the demon eyes that like you see from Reagan. Yeah. Because if it was a Gemini, it would just show Brad Dorf. Yeah. So I guess the priest cleaned the spirit or whatever, and the Gemini is gone. Yeah. So now it's now it's it's the battle of the big guys now. Now it's Legion versus the priest. Mm-hmm. So now he's doing the right of right of exorcism. Thank you. Now he's doing that, and he's trying in the name of the Father, the Son, and the, the Holy Father, Ghost, the Holy with the Holy Water, yeah. and the name who trusts in you, our civil servant, you, you know. You can see their breath, like it's super, super cold in the ice, ice cold, like, uh, like a meat locker. There's, there's hellfire and cobras. There's snakes, because <laughs> as you remember, the symbol of the devil appeared to Adam and Eve in the form of a snake, a serpent. Thought, but apparently they, they're just like, okay, we want to make the snake fucking terrifying. So we're going to use this king cobra. Couple of them. Because they can fit venom at you right in your fucking apple. No kidding. Right, right. No kidding. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. Oh, that's not venomous. No, it's just a, it's just a it's big just, serpent. It's, it's just a big, a big snake. old rat snake. Yeah. Oh, like almost all of these. All of these snakes are just rat snakes. That's all they are. You're just except for that cobra. That looks you have crazy. a couple of cobras, most likely. Could be detained. Oh, if if they're working for yeah, if they're working for um, if they're working for Hollywood, they mostly are detained. Yeah. Or the or venom. I'm not saying, but or yeah. Or like the animal trainers, like obviously right fucking there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And of course, he's going. He's doing his rite of passage. He's doing everything. He's saying the right things. Which and then is. Legion is just looking at him, going. I've heard this before. This is, so cute. this is cute. This is cute. And I tell you right now, this priest is—he's pissed. He's not scared. He's like, no. "Is this? Come on, come on, let's come on." It's like, yeah, come on. Like, if they could fist fight, I don't. I think this old man would just be like, "Come on, I'll go Clint Eastwood on you in a heartbeat," you know. He like explodes. This and then yeah, him. Legion gets very violent now. Rips the if he makes the white robes come off, he like forces. He burns the, up against the, the wall. wall. He burns the book. He burns, burns the book in his face, you know, like burns the pages. And not to mention that, he's burning his body. His body's up against the ceiling right oh, now. Like, yeah, his skin is oh, being yeah. melted off. It turns into a oh. melt movie there. It's really bad. But the priest is still saying, you know, what he's supposed to say, the prayers, you know, you know, strength through prayers yeah, and stuff like trying. that. He's trying. Cause and he, the lights are flickering. The detective's about to walk in on that whole spiel. Now, yeah, Lieutenant Kinderman is walking into another exorcism, but this time not towards the end of it. He's actually going to walk Probably in the middle of it. Right there in the middle, yeah. 
Yeah, right in the middle of it. Lights it's are so out. Cold. He's noticing it's like really, really cold. It's getting cold. It's dark. Where are? Where's the orderly? What's going on? Where's Doctor? Uh, where's Doctor uh, Temple? Oh, Doctor Temple kills himself. Oh, that's right. Doctor T- uh, Kemp. Yeah, Temple kills he himself. Died. He suicide. He committed suicide. He killed himself. That's right. And uh, that's like an Gemini was like. Don't even blame me. That was his own thing. He had too many uh, what was it, skeletons in his closet. He was he was whacked. He had his he had his own demons to deal with. So Lieutenant Kinderman walks in and is noticing just nothing is out of the ordinary really, except for the Roman artificial. Oh, that's okay. On the floor. On the floor, and it's burned to a crisp. It is burnt with firecrackers. Like what's going on here? He sees blood. Love Flesh crawled, yeah, it's melted onto the floor, and then in the corner, there's a burnt priest, a melted burnt priest. My, 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 uh, he's knocked out because remember, he comes back a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's just, yeah. And now, Lieutenant Kinderman sees who it is now, he knows it's not the Gemini anymore, and he sees it's Legion. The eyes are different, like I said, they're demonic. He takes his uh, 38 special, it's mm-hmm. Saturday night, and you know, his cop uh, issued, cop, and he's like, Forgive me, Damien, you're free now. And he was going to put him out of his misery. He was just going to shoot him. Now, he can't do that. Now, the thing is, at one point, uh, this is like the crazy last scene. Yeah, this basically. is it. Yeah. This is, this is it. Yeah, this is the uh, final boss fight. This is where uh, Father Damien, but what's left of him, mm-hmm. is fighting Legion. And at one point, he actually comes through and he tells Bill, shoot now, shoot, shoot, shoot me now, Bill. And I'm like, oh, God, this is such a heartbreaking It is, it is. It's like, I got to die. So I gotta, it's the martyr. It's it's like in, in Christianity or Catholicism, whatever you want to call it, theology. Yeah. It's the martyr death. Yeah. I have to die so everyone can live. Yeah. And it's the whole sense. Jesus reference that you get it. Yeah. So and he sacrifices himself. He's like, kill me. He kills. He dies. He shoots him. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, the last thing I think, um, I think uh, Father Kara says, "Save your servant once again." And he goes, "Yeah, that's that's the whole like passage that he needs to read. The save your servant, yeah, uh, as he something something something." Uh-huh. And it was it was in a scene that we like kind of skipped over when he was walking in a library or like the archives of the church, I guess. But the line always that that uh, verse is always said throughout this movie. Save your servant. Yeah, again. And like, the funny thing is, it comes from both ends. Father Carrot, save your servant, re- representing Christianity. We have to save him to save everybody. And then, of course, on the demonic side, with Legion, his servant, the Gemini killer, mm-hmm. he's trying to save him so he could do his bidding for the for evil, you know, for the devil and stuff. Yeah. Cool concept so, of duality. So I like this concept of the um, the lightning bolt hitting. The, oh yeah. The the floor and making it. But that's I, pretty much I it, also yeah. Well, they had to. It was the like '80s. Yeah, it was the '80s. So, um, and now they're showing um, uh, this portal, like this, like on the floor, it's opening from these lightning bolts hitting it, and then all these damn souls are coming up there with their hands and stuff. There's a smoke no, screen. It's not all a, these damn souls. It is Father Damien. No, it is. But I mean, it's Father Damien, and then it is. Um, Another guy next to him. Oh, yeah, well, it's the young boy's face first. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's like, really, really fucked up, like, Jesus. Black face. Black face. It's the young boy that, that we talked about in the very beginning, the young black boy who died and got his head cut off. 
And yes. then they cut his head off, and then the they put Jesus' club. face on it. Yeah, from the boys' club. And then there's Father Jason. And, and now Lieutenant Kinderman's asking God for help. Please, please, I need your help, even though he never believed, but now he does. So there's a little shine of light coming through somewhere. We don't know where because there's a roof. And I think it's supposed to represent the, the presence of God. The, the, yeah, the, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's still there. And, and it's, it's on the cross. It reflects on uh, Father Morning's cross. Yeah. Like, I'm still here. You know, just yeah. believe. He grabs his crucifix and he starts uh, saying his thing. Yeah. And then the lieutenant's about to Yes, right. Uh, Legion, Legion is about to do, about to kill uh, Lieutenant Kinderman the same way he killed the he, 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 he did the other priest. Is he like all the Morgan or Morty wants to do yeah. to get Damien back? Is, yeah. is, as Damien's body is looking at the cross, yeah. he's coming back. Boom, boom. But it, it took <laughs> all of his strength now, just to remember that. It took all of his strength to fight the demon one more time, and he did. Mm-hmm. He, he comes back, you finally get to see Father Karras for maybe five seconds, and he says, shoot now, shoot me now. Bill, do it. And, he, of course, he unloads on him. And then this was what Nicky was just like, shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. Yeah. Shoot him in the head. That's how you do it in movies. Shoot That's what he does. Close, so, gross blank right there. Yeah. And so, yeah. Point blank range. Shot him in the head. Right in the temple. Boom. Finish him off. Shoots him in the head. And that's the end of Exodus 3. You see a red sun come up. No, it's a red moon. Oh, the red moon? No, it was yeah, red sun red because red the sun's red coming red up. And what happened was they finally Damien properly bury Father, uh, Father Damien Karras. He has a headstone. Lieutenant Kinderman's there, and so it's his partner, the rookie cop. They're both there, and they're just like, okay, he's actually put to rest now. His soul is saved now. You know, they finally defeated evil. All the priests uh, from the... Um, from the clergy. From the clergy are there, you know, showing, you know, um, their appreciation. You know, they're there for him as well. And that's how it ends. Mm-hmm. They give they give his proper respect. And it says, Father Damien Karras, born 12th April 1935, died in... That, um, entered August 30th of 57. year and mm-hmm. died October 9th. Blah, blah, 19, I think it was 89 because it was in the mid-90s. Yeah. And then that was it. That's the movie. That was the movie right there. I think we did a lot better. I think we did great. Oh, yeah, it was okay. I liked it. Now, was there anything else that you um, you wish you could have seen more of or maybe? Like what? I don't know. You know, had some people like, it would have been great if this one had a little bit more oh, no, of I, detail. I like, I or I enjoyed it. Like um, they did it right. Like Yeah. I. You know how I, I fucking hate cheap jump scares. You know that. Yeah, yeah. But I um, like this movie. It did not have any cheap jump scares. It, it, it scared me to the point where I was like thinking that this is it's not provoking. Yes. It, it dealt with the unknown. Yeah. Kind of, well, it took the unknown to me. Mm-hmm, but like, it was a boogeyman but the thing is it wasn't a physical one. Like Jason, Freddy, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was something from your uh, from your subconscious. Yeah. Something's like, oh man, and it's a spirit form. I can't touch it. Therefore, it can hurt me a lot. I don't know what to do. How do how do you handle that situation? How do you combat that type of, you know, that type of entity? Yeah. Which is very good because a lot of people. These are the type of movies that I like now. When I was younger, yes, I like. I love Jason. He's my guy. You like flasher movies. I love flasher movies and gore and grindhouse. But the older I got, it's like, I need a story. I need something to make me care about. 
them to go off, making me care about, making me think, and then it's like, that is good. Mm-hmm. Now I need to see another one that's got, okay, this is even better. Mm-hmm. They don't do that no more. You have to get that from Netflix or you have to get that from TV shows because the majority of the writers of today, well, I should say, the majority of the screenwriters and authors and stuff who made these movies back in those days, they're not getting the big, uh, uh, the big scores anymore like they used to, like today. They, it's all now CGI robots. No, I want. I, I just too. want uh, something that's gonna that obviously is gonna make me think. I yeah. don't want another slasher movie. I, yeah, that's yeah. I'm, so, I'm tired of it. But yeah, but that's thing. why they go to those places now. Now it's people who write stuff today. Mm-hmm. It's for the math. Like I liked it. I really enjoyed. Oh, it. Yeah. This last uh, remake of it. I thought that was pretty good, and I cannot wait to see it again tonight. Oh yeah. We're going to be seeing it again with other friends now who haven't seen it yet and see how they, you know, pretty much are going to look at their reaction. It's going yeah. to be like a reaction. Yeah, it, we, we might not even, like, do a little interview with them afterwards and just get, like, their, you know, get their opinion about it. About Absolutely. Um, but, like, you know, and she's right. As my wife says, I agree with her 100%. I'm, it's just like, you know, I love gore. I love guinea pig experiments, stuff like that. But, man. Yes. Johnny Darko film. Yes. That wasn't um, yes. That one, the original, like I like. The original was really, really good. The second one was awful. It's like it's like the butterfly effect. I love the first one. It was, and, and I know it has Ashton Kutcher, and you're like, what? It's like, yeah, this the guy who wrote this, whoever wrote this story, they put effort into it. Yes, it caught, they don't make twenty million dollar movies anymore like they used to. It has to be over the top, big budget, a comic book uh, entity in it, or some franchise that needs to be refurbished again. Like Pacific Rim. That's what they're trying to do with Pacific Rim. Yeah, oh, it's wow. Awful. I looks, saw the trailer for this, and it does not look like what happened with the original. Yeah, it looks like they put Transformers and what I'd say Voltron together. Now, this would be a great Voltron movie. Yeah. Can't be funny, over the top. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, nothing's going to stand in our way. You know, that type of mentality. Like, where, where is this? A Power where, Ranger feel. Where is, like, this Asian girl? I, for, it's been so long since I've seen the script, but where, where are the... They're all in it. Are they really in it? Mm-hmm. Are they still in Gypsy Danger? Yes, it's what's it, what it's it's um it's what's his name now? Who's the, who's who's has who has Gypsy now? Who the fuck is that guy? I thought they had to stay with like their Jaeger. I don't know, but it's the same Jaeger. It's the same one. It's just it's what's his name? Yeah. Them. Gypsy Danger belongs to them. We know it belongs to Jack. <laughs> it does. You're right, but it's the same robot and everything. It's just a Finn from Star Wars. Now he is going to be the new. That's sci-fi. Looks like a lot of horror. I don't fucking mind <laughs> that, but I want just Danger to have her original fucking pilot. I know. Well, they'll probably I mean, talk about it. The brother, but they cut the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they'll probably talk about that in the movie of what happened. Probably couldn't give him enough money, and he died off screen. Oh, that's how they write the story. But um, like I said, this is like I said, this was really good, thought-provoking. There's a lot of movies that don't do this anymore. You actually have to go to the older films of the 80s and 90s. Like I said, the Hammer films are really good at this. From the 60s, they were really good. Um, even though they were campy, the old Edgar Allan Poe novel films that uh, Roger Corman did with uh, Vincent Price, Razzle Bathbone, all those, um, Peter Cushing, great films. Yeah. You, if you like this, you'll like those. And, of course, the original Exorcist and anything that has to do with the church versus Satan. It's always a good concept, unless it's one of those ones that go in straight to Netflix once in a while. The, the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Oh, talk about, um, let's see how much time we got. Ten minutes. All right. Uh, sweetie, tell me how was your review. I've been waiting this entire fucking show to talk about American Horror Story. And uh, so this last season, you know, the whole Lost 
Vegas shooting happened uh, recently. It was a really heartbreaking thing. And, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers for those families. Anyway, um, so this last episode involved a mass shooting scene. And in the very, very beginning, I'm, I'm very sure that this was the part that they edited because it was just an American, just the American flag kind of waving. And then you heard the screams and gunshots. That, that, that's all you saw. And then this whole episode goes, just it's so fucking crazy. Like, Evan Peters' character, Kai Anderson, is playing every single person in this cult like a fiddle. Like, he's getting to know them personally, on a personal level, like what Charles Manson did with all of his, you know, fellow hippies. And he is just, just having them wrapped around his finger. He is just... Mentally, physically, spiritually. Yes, all yes. Of it. Like there's there's this one part. Um, Ivy, uh, the wife of Sarah Paulson's character, she's you know she's in the cult. Obviously, she um, is, is talking about how certain events happened, and it all has escalated since then. And she doesn't want to be with Allie anymore. And Evan Peters' character, Kai, is just like, well how about my young hot sister? And then she's just like, well, that would be fine as long as I still have my son. And it's going to be really, really difficult to, for that to happen since Ivy did not birth Oz. Sarah Paulson's character birthed Oz. And, <laughs> and it just, it gets crazy to where Kai says, well, how about we just make it to where she can't have custody of him in the court? So that's whenever the whole make it look like she did the shooting happened, you know? Like, that was, that was the scene that I showed you earlier. Mm-hmm. I wish that you would talk to me back instead of just stare at me like what you're doing. Well, no, well, I didn't want to interrupt. I wanted okay. to give you the time. Okay. No, because, yeah. Because I just like, yeah, I just want to know. Okay. Like, yeah. So, like, all of that happens. There's this whole, there's, there's a whole Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea how they edited this mm-hmm. to make it. Because what I saw, it looked even more. It looked graphic. It, 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 it was very graphic. It must have been. It must have been ten times worse, and they just had to edit out a little bit more. Well, they had a, a warning in the very beginning of the the show saying that you could watch the unedited version on FX on demand. You have that. We have the ability. To, okay, we'll, to we'll do just that. have to see that. Yeah. Okay, then go for it. But it just. You, you find out what all is going to be happening in Riverdale premiere. Oh, yeah, she's a diehard Riverdale fan. I love Riverdale. I just mainly love the woman that plays Cheryl Blossom. Mm-hmm. I just love it. That's cool. Great. I need to show you this pair, by the way. Okay. Um, it, It's really good. You're, you're going to have a respect for her after it. And then Supernatural also premiered Wednesday. I have not watched that yet. I well, that that's on cue. We will definitely watch that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we want sure. to keep up with that too. And now they said this is supposed to be the last season, right? Um, Supernatural. Supernatural before Wayward Sisters. Yeah, but this last season actually it should be introducing Wayward, Wayward Sisters. Wayward Sisters. At okay. I don't know if they're going to be doing another season or not. Because the number thirteen to yeah. me is perfect, but. They've been doing it for so long that their fan base would be so fucking upset if they just stopped. Huh. But what show 
honestly has gone past. I know they beat the, like a fifteen season. Season. Exactly. Like how many episodes? How many seasons does Friends have? <laughs> I think they have eight seasons.
Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm a bad horror movie fan, but I only ever really watched the, the, the Rob, Rob Zombie one. one. Oh, Tyler Mayne's awesome. He's badass. He's a saber tooth. I would want to meet. I yeah. would want him to, like, pick me up. Maybe be like a big, uh, like a gentle giant? Absolutely. I want to be picked up. <laughs> My picture is what I want Kane Hodder to look at, you know, like he's in a fighting stance, like a Mortal Kombat stance, and he's like, instead of Jason, and so, instead of Freddy, it's um, it's uh, Tyler Mayne. Yeah. Halloween, you know, my, you know, uh, Michael Myers, and, and I'm in the middle, like looking at the camera, blowing chest, my hand on both chest, saying, "Stop it, guys! Oh my no, God, I'm in the middle me. of it!" And they're about to go at it. Like, could you imagine that? Kane Hodder, Jason versus uh, Tyler Mayne, Michael Myers. It'd right. be an unstoppable fight. I'd love it. And of course, Tim, uh, Doug Bradley had to be behind me, you know, just laughing it off. You know, that's like the <laughs> ultimate picture right there. But um, like I said, that's what we'll probably be doing. We're going to be seeing those movies. Um, uh, next week, what do you want to do? I'm not sure yet, but I do know that on Halloween, I do want to do a, uh, the Season of the Witch. She wants to do Season of the Witch. Yes, she does. I've got like 90 seconds. got to get going. But I did promise my lady, and I will do that for her. Yay. If you can watch this, because she loves it. We own it. I do own it, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, but I own it. We're going to watch it. We're going to have a good time. So, But that's for Halloween weekend. Now, we don't know what we're going to do next week. Probably just some type of a potluck where we'll talk about maybe an hour. You want What do you want to talk about? And maybe an hour what I want to talk about. All right. Something different like that. I like makeup. <laughs> Horror movie-wise. Please grind out <laughs> the product. Please Well, we got to get going, guys. We love you. We hope you all take it easy. And remember, over here at the... That's the best little horror podcast in Texas. You are. What you eat. What you eat. Oh, shut up, Seth. I... It's a dog. It's a dog.